This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I recently ran a screen of Ben Graham stocks here on the Value Investor Podcast, and it's in the episode asking whether or not you should read the Intelligent Investor book. And I mentioned in there that Zax has these guru screens, but they're not on Zax.com screening tools. They are on our more advanced research wizard tool that um, is mostly used by financial advisors and professionals in the industry. So uh, we normally, you know, don't get access to that if we're only on Zax.com but I do have access to it. So I have run the various guru screens on there in the past, but it's been a while. I kind of forget that they're there until I did this one on Ben Graham and I ran the screen there. And I did mention that we do have a Warren Buffett screen on that those lists of guru screens. Uh, some of the other gurus are like uh, Peter Lynch was on there and a couple others, Joel Greenblatt, uh, others that you would recognize. And so I really should be using these screens more because I have access to them and I know you don't, but we all want to see what what are the stocks that these screens are, are giving us. So I did run the one on Buffett because it had been a while. And I do remember that it normally doesn't give you that many uh, stocks when you run it. It is a more complicated screen. It had, I don't even know, like eight to 10 different components to it. And I'm not going to give all the components here, but it did have the the ROE, the ROI was on there, cash flow uh, over equity was on there, the price to book ratio. What it was missing, much like the Ben Graham screen, was there's no Zach's rank on there. So we we're not concerned whether or not it's a five, you know, a strong sell or a four, which is the sell, because these stocks, you know, if you're looking for Warren Buffett, he's a buy and hold investor. He's looking for longer term. And those stocks, it doesn't really matter as much what's going on with the Zach's rank. Now that being said, I do like to use the Zach's rank to uncover hidden gems and uh, companies that are seeing something good happening with their earnings right now. But remember, this rank is highly volatile. It can change uh, daily. In fact, we run it almost daily. And it's very specific to earnings estimates, revisions especially. And so whatever's going on with those, especially during earnings season, it'll show up in the rank. So that's why the rank is really just a short-term trading recommendation of one to three months. And some of these value gurus are longer-term investors, so those screens are not including the rank. So just FYI on that. So I ran this screen, and it returned just three stocks. Yes, very slim pickings. And if you recall the Ben Graham screen that I just ran, it was only a week ago here in September 2023, that one had 18 stocks on it. So this is a much more complicated uh, screen. And I guess you could say it's only seeking the very Buffett-like stocks, the very best of the Buffett-like stocks. So what are these stocks? I am going to talk about all three, obviously, because that's all we got returned here. Um, but two of them are from the 
uh, screen from Ben Graham that I just ran a week ago. And there are two that I actually did talk about, but I'm going to talk about them again because some of you might not have listened to that other podcast and or, um, you know, you just don't remember what stocks were in there or whatnot. So I'm going to cover all three, but these are all cheap stocks and in three different areas, uh, you know, industries. So let's dive right in. So the first one is Perdocio. Am I saying that right? Perdocio Education. I've talked about this one before on various podcasts. The ticker is P as in Paul, R as in Robert, D as in David, O, P-R-D-O. And if you remember, this is the online and campus-based education company. They own Colorado Technical University, CTU, and the American Intercontinental University Program. They offer degrees from associates all the way through doctoral Um, Again, not all of it is online. Some of it is campus-based. They have a market cap of just $1.1 billion, so very small cap. Uh, I took a quick look at the second quarter results that they gave in early August. Revenue was up 11.3%. It was driven by an 18.7% increase at CTU. Uh, Total student enrollment, however, fell 5.2%. AIUS was down 14.2% and CTU was flat. They did declare an inaugural dividend though. So they're now a dividend pair. It was 11 cents for the quarter or 44 cents for the year. And that is a yield of 2.6% right now. They have a great balance sheet with a lot of cash. And so, you know, they are starting to give that back to, um, you know, the shareholders and in the form of that dividend. So what does the rest of it look like? So the PE is just 8.9. They have a PEG ratio of 0.6. And 2023 earnings expected to be up 15.3% and then up 6.4 in 2024. They also haven't missed on earnings in the last five years, which is impressive because we did have the pandemic during that time period. Uh, Year to date, the shares are up 21.3% versus the S&P 500 up 16.2, so slightly better than the S&P 500 now. So if you're looking around for a way to play the uh, adult education and what is going on there. Uh, The labor shortage means a lot of people are going to go back and get training in certain areas, say like nursing. That area should remain strong for a lot of these companies in these areas where there are labor shortages. So um, something to keep in mind, but tune into those conference calls as well. But this is Perdocio, Perdocio Education, P-R-D-O is the ticker. And that is one that was not on the Graham uh, podcast. Uh, The second one, this next company was, it is Richardson Electronics. Remember them, ticker R-E-L-L. R is in Robert, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry. They do pay that dividend as well, uh, yielding 2.1%. Market cap, remember this, they're very small. It's almost like a micro cap type company, just 168.3 million. They do like global infrastructure 
uh, for tech, you know, in the tech realm. So I call them kind of a tech company on the Graham podcast because they, they have that kind of bent towards that. Um, they've got a great strong balance sheet for full year 2023 in the fourth quarter, they had cash and cash equivalents of $25 million and no debt. So that's always, you know, key. And that's probably why it shows up on this Buffett screen as well, both Graham and Buffett. And remember, Buffett was a student of Benjamin Graham, like literally his student, and then he went to work for him. So, you know, they have the same kind of uh, outlook and they look for the same things in companies. And so this, you know, the good free cash flows and not necessarily no debt, although this company has no debt, but the low debt, you know, the good strong balance sheet is what Buffett normally looks for. Um, earnings, though, expected to decline 30.2% this year. And remember, they only have one analyst. We we only have one here at Sachs.com. So that one analyst is kind of determining everything in terms of what's happening with the earnings revisions. Uh, but next year, next fiscal year, expected to be up 95%. So that's a little bit, uh, you know, up and down, very volatile. I'm not sure why that is. You're going to have to listen to the conference calls here. Sales are expected to be up for next year, 25% as well with those earnings going up. So something maybe is developing or coming on board maybe in the near-term future. Year-to-date, however, these shares are down 44.6%. That was the big conundrum when I talked about it on the Graham podcast. Uh, The street just really doesn't like these shares, but it's cheap with a forward P of 12.1 and a peg of 0.6%. So I'm not quite sure why it keeps selling off, but I would definitely want to check in on the conference calls on this one. And that is Richardson Electronics, ticker R-E-L-L. And then the third stock is the Home Builder. And this is the one I also talked about on the Graham podcast. I really didn't plan it like this. I should have talked about you know something else. And then I would have had some fresh picks for the Buffett uh, podcast, but... That's just the way it rolls. And so there must be something in it that they both are showing up with the home builder. And the only one on on both of them was KB Home, ticker K as in Kevin, B as in boy, H as in Harry. And as we know, the home builder stocks have seen the big rally year to date. It is a little bit off of its highs recently, however, but year to date still up 54.5%. It does pay a dividend yielding 1.6%. And uh, earnings, though, for fiscal 2023 expected to decline 31% because last year, as I mentioned, and I've mentioned forever with all of these home builders this year here in 2023, they were having record years last year. And that was off of the demand off the pandemic, the low mortgage rates. But once those rates spiked last year, but they didn't really spike until late spring, you know, early into summer, then the market froze up. Uh, But prior to that, earnings were very good and they were on this record earnings streak going on that they've come well off of that, but these earnings are still strong, still, 
you know, ranking up there versus even just a couple of years ago. So um, the street hasn't really punished any of these home builders for that. Their margins have remained elevated and that's all the street is really concerned with. But next year, uh, analysts expect a little bit of a rebound up 9% on the earnings for next fiscal year. And we'll see what happens with that. Uh, PE is just 7.9 and it does have a peg of 1.1. And remember peg ratios, you look for under one, one or under is the true classic value. And that means that, you know, it's pretty cheap, but it's also got growth. So uh, this one's just a little bit out of the realm of that, but not too much. So I still consider this to be close to the classic valuations on the peg ratio here at 1.1. So that's our three stocks. This is a quicker podcast because uh, that's all it's giving me, but that's all that Buffett has to choose from right now, apparently. And as we know, part of his problem is he he and Berkshire Hathaway are so massive, they wouldn't even consider, I don't believe, investing in someone like Richardson Electronics with that market cap of $168.3 I mean, they could buy it out, but even at that, they're not really, you know, wasting much of their cash at all. It's it's just going to be a drop in the bucket for a company like Berkshire Hathaway that instead is buying, you know, billions of dollars worth of shares of Occidental or Chevron and has that huge position in Apple. And so something like Richardson just isn't really going to cross, uh, you know, their radar anymore. But that's also one of the reasons why I feel Berkshire Hathaway cannot do anymore what it used to be able to do 30 or 40 or 50 years ago. These kinds of stocks are maybe stocks that would be for a younger Warren Buffett and an early in uh, the growth story for Berkshire Hathaway where they didn't have as much cash just sitting around and they could still buy some of these smaller cap companies, but you don't have these kinds of restrictions. You can look for small cap value. Berkshire mostly can only look for, you know, mid to large cap value. Now, occasionally we see the lieutenants buying a smaller cap company like they did with RH, the furniture retailer a couple of years ago, they bought some shares of that. And that's not like a huge company, but they're not 168 million, uh, you know, market cap either. And they are bigger than even a billion market cap. So, um, and they actually have sold that whole position now. But even RH, you know, again, it was really just a drop in the bucket compared to the other big positions that they have. And remember, though, Berkshire has bought some of the home builders in uh, the recent quarter. Those were some smaller positions. They bought into three of the home builders. So the screen giving us a home builder stock does kind of follow along with what Berkshire has been doing recently. All of the home builder stocks are cheap. And just recently I was looking at the list of the Zach's number one ranks on the home builders again. And those estimates are back on the rise again, even with mortgage rates back above seven. And uh, there was something like 
nine or 11 home builders that were number ones. And that's out of like 16 home builders. <laughs> so uh, basically it's good to be a home builder right now. And the Zach's rank is reflecting that in the high Zach's rank with all of those. Um, but, you know, they are moving kind of as a group. We are going to hear from Lennar this week here in September, they are reporting September 14th. So if you're listening to this after that, go check out what their earnings report is because uh, we haven't heard from anyone in a couple of weeks. And it will be interesting to see if once again, the home builders are seeing any kind of slowdown now that the rates are back above seven or if you know buyers are moving to the sidelines again, as we saw last fall when they did the same move above seven uh, activity. So uh, check in with each of these. KB Homes will be coming up soon as well. Again, uh, they're one of the like kind of earlier reporters in the next cycle for earnings. So I'm going to be tuning in to all of these to see what's going on with housing as always. So let me recap the stock tickers again. We had Perdocio Education, the online but also campus-based uh, adult uh, education company, PRDO is the ticker. Then we had Richardson Electronics again. They had no debt at the end of fiscal 2023, ticker R-E-L-L. And then we finish it up with KB Homes, dirt cheap as always, ticker K. B-H there. So as always, I'm trying to bring you as many value stacks as I can, but you know, the screens have got to, got to be helping me a bit. And I'm going to take a, a look at some of those other screens that are on there. You know, Peter Lynch wasn't really a value investor per se, but kind of, you could couch some of what he did as value. So I might take a look and kind of see what that screen is because we've never run it here for the Value Investor Podcast. And why not? Why not see what the Lynch uh, type of screen would be? And if you don't know Peter Lynch, he used to run uh, Fidelity Magellan Mutual Fund and was considered one of the greatest mutual fund investors uh, of all time, I would say, with just a tremendous track record when he ran that fund. But he did leave it in the early 90s. So it's been a long time since Peter Lynch has been you know, in the game. But that doesn't mean his strategies might not work and even for us value investors. So uh, be sure to tune in. Join us here at the Value Investor Podcast. You can get us on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. You can also get us on our YouTube page. Go to Zach's Podcast. Put that in the search bar. Get us on YouTube. But get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.